Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing, the podcast that continues to set records around the world. And then, as we often do, we break those records. My name is Jody Jenkins. My name is Tony Clement. And we are excited for another action-packed episode. Um, of course, as always, I got a little distracted there because, well, we'll, we'll follow up on this. But <laughs> our, our episode, as always, is presented by Municipal Solutions, John Mutton and the team. And, of course, by the time this airs, I believe he will be married. Is that correct? I believe so. Uh, the <laughs> wedding is taking place on the day of the taping. And so we want to wish John and Anna the very best. It's a very small family-only wedding. Uh, so that's why our invitations did I not. I was going to say, the classic, <laughs> it's uh, the classic, oh, it's, a, it's COVID. We can't invite you yeah. and Jody, but... Meanwhile, we we'll see pictures of it and be like, "Is that a is that a protest?" And no, no, that's John's <laughs> wedding. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought oh. he. How did he get five hundred people there? It's amazing. It's a miracle. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, cool. John Mutton and the gang at Municipal Solutions are there for you. They've got a, a list of services. Uh, visit MunicipalSolutions.ca to to find out all the things that they do. But they they really focus on development services and project management. Jody, they they have. Uh, a great success at development approval and permit expediting, uh, planning services with municipalities, engineering services, architectural services. If you want, need a minor variance or you need a land severance, uh, if you need a building permit, municipalsolutions.ca are there for you. Visit them and John Mutton and the gang will help you out. And I'd be remiss if I didn't also thank as a sponsor Chris Moffat Arms and the gang at PolyTrack because PolyTrack offers government relations pros a secure hub to store their advocacy data. This includes stakeholder contact details, engagement reports, and key messages. It means advocacy data is at your fingertips, which means less compliance and reporting time. Therefore, you can grow your, your business and grow your practice. So visit PolyTrack with a Q.com. Mention and another thing, podcast, when you sign up, you receive their white glove onboarding service free, 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 including tutorial and Q&A for your team. So all you GR pros out there, check out polytrack.com. And then our newest sponsor, the Magnify Video Widget. It is a crisp, clear, secure video collaboration your way. Embed and customize the Magnify Video Widget on your own website in minutes or run it uh, from your own browser on the Magnify app. It is easy and secure. Visit magnifywithanI.io. And as we mentioned last week, our newest supporter, in addition to Magnify, uh, Looney Politics. We are so pumped to have them on board. And of course, looneypolitics.com. It's an independent news source that selects the must-read Canadian and international political stories and offers a diverse perspective of the Canadian political landscape all in one location. And if you use our code podcast, you'll save 50% on a yearly subscription. That's a savings of $35. And that's going to give you access to premium content, articles, videos, and podcasts, which means you can get exclusive and another thing content, but only at Looney Politics. In fact, we just did one that's up now. And yes, you, can't, you can't hear it anywhere else other than subscribing. So I would encourage you to go subscribe to Looney Politics, use the code podcast and save 50%. So there we go. Man, we're 
we're we're huge and we're just growing like that's that's how you got to pay for those bentley's somehow (laughs) exactly (laughs) all right tony i know we got an exciting guest uh we're gonna get deep into politics today and we're gonna go uh we're gonna go hardcore on this one so lonnie introduce who we have well it's uh certainly and another thing podcast pleasure to have as our guest uh, melissa lansman she is the nominated candidate for the Conservative Party of Canada in the riding of Thornhill, Ontario. She's a former spokesperson and uh, member of the War Room during the 2018 election campaign for Doug Ford. Uh, and she's had senior roles in the 2008, 2011, and 2015 federal election, most notably working in the Conservative Party war rooms there. She is a communications expert, has a lot of private sector experience. Let's welcome Melissa Lansman. Thanks for uh, thanks for having welcome. us. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning. yeah no, thanks for being part of our program. It's, uh, it's amazing. I know you've had a whirlwind with your nomination and then getting set up. So I'm going to ask you the, the standard question to start us off. Why are you running? Oh well, this is this is the this is the answer that uh, that stumps everybody, Tony. But look, I I think it's time to 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 be honest. And we've lost two federal elections, you know, none to Justin Trudeau. He's wrecked our economy. He's embarrassed us on the world stage. He's saddled, you know, uh, the next couple generations uh, with debt. Um, you know, I think he's a big part of this. Uh, I think a failed pandemic response. Uh, and I think that we need uh, to bring back somebody into the conversation, a new generation of conservatives into the conversation uh, to be able to turn this country around on all of those things and uh, and many more. And I, you know, I think that I bring something to the table on that. So I'm looking forward to, to talking about it. I've been waiting for this invitation anxiously, and I'm I'm happy that I've done something good enough to, to warrant the invitation to this uh, podcast. <laughs> Well, we, you should maybe look at our guest list just before you say that. But no, it's it's our honor to have you here, and 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 it's very interesting. Obviously, you are a, uh, if I can use this term, a backroom uh, personage, and you're you want to move to the front room. So, what are the attributes that you think that that are important? What makes you a next generation? conservative look I, I I think that uh, you know I, I've got definitely the the backroom experience I've got a lot of private sector experience I've ha- I've been lucky enough to have a career in doing uh, the exact things that both I, I'm good at doing and I love doing and I think that that uh, that helps uh, in terms of what politics is today but you know more than that I I think my story is a, a, a very Canadian story um, you know my dad drove cabs so his wife could go to school and his daughter can uh, make it to the executive suite. And, you know, I, I think that there is, you know, there are plenty of Canadians that have that, uh, that similar story that are looking at this country and say, I don't know what comes next, or I don't really like the direction in, the, uh, in which this country is going. So, you know, the, the, the political training helps, the, the private sector helps you understand how the real world works. Uh, you know, my, my, Frankly, my ability to uh, to communicate a message, a conservative message, uh, to a next generation, I think works, uh, and I'm uh, I'm excited to bring all of that to uh, to the stage, both to to Thornhill and 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 more widely in the GTA where we need to win, and more widely in the 905 where we need to win, and and hopefully uh, across the country. So you're a communicator by profession. I you am. advise people on communicating. 
how do conservatives or what should conservatives do to communicate better to Canadians to get more support? Yeah, look, I think I think lots of people always, uh, you know, always get bent on this is a, a communications uh, problem. And I, I think, you know, I, I think there is there is certainly some of that. Um, I think that we need to be a, a, a bit less afraid to talk about some of the issues. I think that the, the, the liberals have kept us out of the conversation on. Uh, I don't know any conservatives who, who who don't care about the environment or who don't care about mental health or who don't care about what's become these litmus test issues uh, that you know we don't dive into. So communications is 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 one of those things. I think a, a policy narrative is is a little bit of what we've been uh, what we've been lacking to talk about sort of what's next for this country, what's next for uh, you know why why we want to why we want to grow this country and what the liberals have done. To, uh, to to stop that, we can uh, we can consistently lean back on the fact that the prime minister, frankly, is an embarrassment to uh, to this country. But we've got to tell conservatives, uh, we've got to talk to them about a vision, our vision, uh, and what we're going to do differently. And I think sometimes that uh, that refrain is missing, Tony. Now, I think uh, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, so you know this is just a way to. Uh, add to the conversation, but uh, you've been an advocate in the past for the Conservative Party to be more inclusive. Uh, and at the same time, you're, what you just said is we, uh, we as Conservatives have to be principled. Absolutely. So give us a little bit more on that, because I think that's, that's one of the fundamental tensions. Maybe it shouldn't be a tension, but it is seen, perhaps by outside observers and the commentariat, to be one of the, the fundamental tensions of the modern Conservative Party, inclusivity, uh, people who take their principles somewhere else. So tell us, uh, tell us how, how you uh, feel about. I that. don't see. Look, I don't see those things as uh, as as separate or uh, you know or at odds with each other at all. I think that uh, you know as a, as as that next generation conservative, as as you know the generational change conservative. I think there is a next generation of fiscal conservatives which we can speak to. I think there there's things that need to be said about uh, to ensure that Canada you know reclaims its place as a, as a leader on uh, on the world stage I think there is uh, compassion in in uh, in conservatism that that was never at odds with uh, a more inclusive party I think speaking about it about issues like mental health like addiction like uh, like affordability those are all tenets of uh, uh, of conservatives so you know why we wouldn't want more people into the fold to welcome people into the conservative party very much one like we saw when uh, Tony when you were elected uh, you know throughout your you know but the latest time that you were elected in 2011 with the majority, we spoke to all Canadians um, and we gave them uh, a vision of a, of, of a Canada that's a leader, a Canada that's affordable, a Canada where you can work hard and, uh, and, uh, and get ahead. And we didn't really get bogged down in some of, you know, I mentioned this in, in some of those litmus test, you know, are you for or, or, or against this? I think there is a, uh, there is a way to talk about uh, uh, every issue. And I think that we've shied away from that. Uh, and, and partly, I think we've been pushed away from that by, you know, the commentariat or, or, uh, or the mainstream media in, in fear of, of being canceled when you said, you know, you said the things that you wanted to say. Yeah. I mean, uh, we saw a little bit of this uh, bizarre uh 
commentariat uh, recently with, uh, and uh, Jody and I have talked about this, uh, you know, Aaron O'Toole uh, being handed a beer by his wife after uh, he, he does his, uh, his run, his <laughs> exercise. <laughs> And then just everybody just lit their hair on fire. And, you know, this is obviously a a signal of subservience for women, right? Yeah. I look, I, it, it's, it's things like that. And I think, you know, I, I, I could sit here and complain about, uh, uh, about social media. And I, I think the world is worried about being offended about sort of these small quote unquote, you know, transgressions, if you will, on the subjugation of, uh, of women, because uh, somebody brought somebody a beer. Uh, like, I think that is nonsense. And I think it's a distraction. And I think that it keeps us from talking about the things that we need to talk about, about building critical infrastructure, about making sure, you know, that that people in the in the next generation or frankly, people closer to to my age want to grow a business here, want to work here, want to raise their families here. Like these are the things that we're not talking about on 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 platforms like, uh, you know, like Twitter and Instagram, where it's uh, where it's pictures of somebody, you know, somebody running and then subsequently uh, getting a beer and then the world freaking out about it. Well, Jody, what do you think? <laughs> well, these are all no. I, I mean, I would obviously tend to agree with everything that you're saying, Melissa. I think that you know, as a as a conservative myself, and I've I've said this to Tony many a time that uh, I think we're talking about the wrong things. Like uh, I'll use an example. We I think we even talked about this a couple of weeks ago about you know the average Canadian. And this isn't me. I'm not saying that this isn't important. All I'm saying is the average Canadian doesn't care about the Wii scandal. The average Canadian has maxed out credit cards and a huge mortgage. And so massive amounts of debt doesn't really register with them because that's what they're going through. And, and you know, I, I would be so bold as to say that, you know, you talk to 20 Canadians, I, I'd be shocked if 18 or 19 of them knew anything about Bill C-10, yet that's all we're focused on. And and I just I just think we need to start talking about different items like you you had mentioned mental health homelessness housing job creation and and i'm not saying we don't have a plan for that but if we do uh we're certainly not talking about it enough and that's that's where we're losing a lot of ground in my opinion yeah look i think when it comes down to uh to elections and uh and, and platforms i think those you know those will speak to to some of these issues uh, you're right. When I'm, you know, when I'm talking on the phone with, uh, you know, with voters, potential voters, uh, you know, supporters and and non-supporters, you, they're not talking about uh, they're not talking about we. That doesn't mean that it's not important to hold the government to, uh, you know, to the to the very basic accountability of not lying to the Canadian people. Uh, but we aren't talking about things like how how does somebody, you know, in their in their in their mid thirties or frankly late twenties these days afford a house uh, in some of our our largest uh, cities around the country. Um, you know, how do we make sure that supports are going to uh, to those that uh, that need them most? Uh, how do we ensure that you know all of these billions of dollars uh, announced and, and reannounced on uh, on mental health are actually getting to uh, you know getting to the community services and uh, uh, and, and ways to uh, to fix a really really big problem that no matter how many billions are announced, people are still struggling and more people are still struggling for those are the you know those are the things that a conservative party that you know that i originally latched on to uh 
would, you know, would inevitably be talking about. And I think that I bring a lot of that to, uh, to the conversation, particularly, you know, particularly in our riding and, uh, uh, and, and more widely in the, in the GTA, people are looking for something. Um, and we, uh, we need to give them, we need to give them more than we've been giving them. I am going to talk a little bit about your writing because I do want to focus on, on, on those issues, which have, I think, uh, universal uh, appeal as well. But I, 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 if I could just say, listening to both of you, um, I think you're both saying the same thing that, um, uh, and the liberals have been so adept at this. You know, you know about war rooms, the, the rooms where they, they, they react to situations that happen in the campaign or push out their own narrative on behalf of the uh, the candidates uh but you know that the, the liberal war room is very adept at using the culture wars to as a wedge issue to uh to drive people away from conservatives uh that that uh, that it creates a fear factor so what you're saying if i could be so bold and what jody's saying is don't fall for that bait we have core messages that deal with uh, economic equity and uh, making our society better for people, those kinds of issues, without falling into the trap of the, the liberal war machine. Is, is that uh, something that you can agree with, Melissa? Yeah, look, absolutely. And I think that we have, uh, we have a slate of candidates who, you know, who, 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 wouldn't, who wouldn't ever even take that bait. Like we've got a slate of candidates that are, that are diverse from all parts of the world, all backgrounds, all cultures, all, uh, all religions. So, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, I won't take the bait on, uh, on, on the, on the party being anti this or anti that, like I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm part of the LGBT community and a child, a first generation Canadian of a child of, of, of immigrants, the, the, the race baiting and, uh, and all that, like, I don't, that doesn't even cross my mind. I grew up in, uh, you know, I grew up in the GTA. Uh, these things, these things don't cross my mind until the liberal war room sort of throws, uh, throws mud. And anytime that, uh, you know, the, that we react to it or, or anytime that we respond to, to things like you mentioned earlier of, of, of a, a spouse getting, uh, you know, their spouse, a, a, a beer, um, seems like we're going sort of deeper and deeper into uh, into the mud, and we're not talking about the big picture. Yeah, and if I can say, uh, you know, uh, I always count during an election campaign when I was a candidate, and obviously last time I was no longer a candidate, uh, but I always count how many days uh, is the conservative leader on message or knocked off his message, Right. And, uh, you know, the past three election cycles, including Stephen Harper in 2015, uh, which was my last election victory, uh, you know, even in that campaign that went on forever, I counted six days out of 72 that Stephen Harper was on message. And certainly Andrew Scheer did no better. So the key is, obviously, to not get knocked our message, because the I guarantee you, Melissa, the, the Liberal War Room has a stack of attacks on this candidate or Aaron O'Toole said this or this candidate in this writing did that to knock us off our message. You know you know what it's like because you've been in the war room. I do. Look, it takes an incredible amount of, uh, of discipline uh, to be able to, to drive any message. And it's sort of, it's not a one day thing. And, and, and Tony, you know this from, from politics. You've got to repeat something. 
you know, 30, 40, 50 times before it becomes, uh, becomes an issue. And so discipline is part of that. Part of that is having the right message. Part of it is having the right modern methods to deliver that message. And, uh, and of course, part of it is having the, the, the right messenger. I think we've seen that, you know, I think we've seen that from, uh, from the liberals, but when you, you know, when you grade the paper at the end of, uh, of five years, you know, the message doesn't mean anything because, like it all fell short of uh, of what it was supposed to be, and I think holding to the liberals to account is is part of this. Uh, you know, is part of what we need to do in the next election. Uh, in fact, you know, in in the sense of that they've fallen on 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 most of their promises, if not all of their promises, uh, and then bringing forward a, a you know a conservative a conservative message that is you know, reasonable, attainable, and that speaks to the very issues that, uh, you know, that the world is facing uh, today. And that's, that's very different than it was even uh, 18 months ago. Can I ask, uh, you know, obviously, you've been campaigning in Thornhill. Yeah. So first of all, what's it like to campaign during uh, even the tail end of a pandemic? And, uh, you know, how do you how do you do it? Oh, it's such a it's such a weird experience, and it's not uh, you know it's it's not sort of the the one that I'm uh, used to. And I've seen, yeah, you know, I've been part of a, a lot of campaigns, both in Ontario, uh, nationally, ac- across the country, uh, and they're all you know they're all sort of textbook of the things that you have to do. And we've basically thrown that textbook out, and it's about you know reaching people in uh, in new ways. Uh, it's 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 much more of a, a of a digital. Uh, campaign, which you know, frankly, I'm 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 lucky enough to be uh, to be good at, but it's it's really tough to connect with people when you can't you know see them, look them in the eyes, um, and uh, and have a real conversation. So I'm looking forward to that sort of this next phase of uh, of the campaign where we can do more of this in person. But it's been uh, you know it's 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 been a challenge I think for for most to to be able to connect with people in a way that's just sort of distant and uh and uh and not connecting yeah i'd find it totally weird i i i was the master door knocker uh you know and would go door to door between elections during elections obviously morning noon and night and uh um it, it's and and i you know i learned to understand what people were communicating to me even not just how they verbalized it but just their mannerisms and so on you For can sure. learn a lot whether people are, you know, and they'd say things like, uh, you know, you'd say, look, I'd really like you to vote for me. And they'd say, we'll see. It <laughs> was a pretty good indicator that I wouldn't be seeing a lot of votes from that household. So, you know, it's those kinds of interactions that are uh, needed for a candidate to understand how she or he are doing. Uh, while I've got you, and before I pass it off to Jody again, um, I, I got to ask, obviously, uh, it's been a for the Jewish community, and there's a, a lot of uh, Jewish voters in the riding of Thornhill, it's been a really tough few weeks uh, because of the conflict in uh, uh, with Hamas uh, in Gaza and the state of Israel. And there's been a lot of condemnation of Israel. There's been a lot of anti-Semitism, not only, uh, you know, in faraway lands, but in America, in Canada. Uh, these incidents have been on the rise. So tell me what your Jewish or non-Jewish, doesn't matter, constituents are saying about this and, and how you're reacting to it. 
Well, look, I, I, you know, I think it's, I think what's happened over the last number of weeks, uh, you know, in, in the Jewish community and, and writ large, we're seeing it across the country, um, is that sharp rise in anti-Semitism. And, and I would say that when, when governments don't unequivocally condemn terrorism um, by Hamas as, as, as they didn't, they enable this insidious rise of, uh, of anti-Semitism. And when school boards don't do it, and when uh, mainstream media doesn't unequivocally, you know, condemn jihadist terrorism, they enable this, you know, this aggression towards, uh, towards Jews. And, and I think for the first time in my life, it feels different. I've been seeing it, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm part of the Jewish community. Um, and it's, it's, it's hard to, you know, it's, it's hard to explain it as, as anything other than this notion of anti-Zionism or, you know, anti, you know, anti-Israel policymaking is anything different than, uh, than anti-Semitism. And I think I, I will say that if you, you know, if you condemn Zionism as things like language that you'll hear as like settler colonialism, then there is literally nowhere else on earth that, uh, you know, the Jews can go to, uh, to escape that condemnation. And it's really hard to take seriously this notion of anti-Zionism as anything other than anti-Semitism, which we are, we are seeing arise and, and talking, you know, the, the conversation, Tony, instantly changed from, I'm very angry about this, uh, this lockdown, particularly with conservative supporters to, I'm really scared. Um, and I don't know what to do. Uh, and I don't feel that, you know, governments, mainstream media, school boards um, are, you know, on our, are on our side. And I feel scared for the first time in this country as a Jew. And hearing that, uh, and, I, and I share that sentiment, hearing that automatically, you know, changes the conversation for so many in Thornhill, Jewish and non-Jewish, uh, because of the community that we, that we live in. Uh, and I think that it's now more important to have that strong voice that I, I, you know, that I think we had with Stephen Harper and that we now have with, uh, with Aaron O'Toole for, you know, there is one single party in this country that is going to be on the right side of history in this discussion. Uh, and I think it's important to tell Canadians that that is the Conservative Party, uh, that we are, you know, that we are there to condemn um, the the indiscriminate rocket fire onto uh, onto Israel, uh, onto big Israeli city centers, uh, and that we are there uh, also to condemn the anti-Semitism that you are seeing in our streets by Jews being afraid and attacked. It's uh, it's pretty scary, and um, uh, you know, uh, as we know, and I would like to draw a distinction between Hamas and the Palestinians because I think that the Hamas obviously is. Uh, is using Palestinian uh, women and children as shields and uh, and not uh, acting in their best interests. So hopefully there can be a change there sometime. Um, I uh, I want to wish you well, uh, Jody Jenkins. Uh, you may have the last word. Do you want to ask your your question, your standard question? No, I think we're going to transition. We have another game that we play here uh, with some some of our uh, our guests, Tony and I, and uh, it's called the game is called Pivot. So we'll see how uh, how well you can handle this. Um, obviously, being on the other side of politics now, uh, we get to ask some different questions that sometimes when we were in the hot seat, Tony could probably agree that, you know, it's it's tough to pivot from some of these. So you uh, we'll see how you handle this one with your communications right. and war room messaging background. But let's let's use um, a not so positive approach. Let's just say that we're not successful in the next federal election as conservatives. Who do you think should be the next leader of the party? 
Uh, look, I uh, I think that if we are not successful in the next election, and look, I play to win, Jody. So this is this is not something that's crossing uh, my radar because I think we're going to work as hard as possible to convince Canadians um, that uh, the Conservatives are, uh, are are there and are in the best interest of, of, of sort of the voters and uh, uh, and frankly the future of this country. Uh, in terms of, I think that we need to have a serious conversation if we don't win about why we didn't win, uh, and dig deep um, and look at, you know, look at who we're appealing to, uh, why we're not appealing to uh, to the voters that would uh, that would send us into uh, into government, uh, and have uh, and have a real conversation amongst uh, the entire party. Uh, and not just uh, factions of the party. So I, I don't, uh, I don't have the magic answer on, uh, on, on who that is because in my world right now, Aaron O'Toole is the next Prime Minister of Canada. Okay, I'll give that an eight out of ten. What do you think, Tony? Yeah, no, I, I gotta <laughs> say, uh, I thought th- that Melissa was going to say, as typical uh, in these situations, uh, people would say, "Well, I, I'm not contemplating uh, loss. I'm, contempl- I'm I know we're going to win, and Aaron O'Toole is going to be the next prime minister. Full stop." But I, I think her response was a, a very considered response, and uh, we don't know the future. Uh, and uh, the only thing that I add to these uh, conversations, because I, I can I can say these things, perhaps, but look, uh, campaigns matter. Uh, for and, and I I always. I always look at, and Jody's heard this monologue a little bit, but <laughs> I remember being a first-time candidate federally in Perry Sound, Muskoka in the summer of 2005, and everybody was telling me that Stephen Harper could not possibly win. You can't win. Stephen Harper's not the guy. Stephen Harper doesn't uh, attract voters in Ontario. Uh, his eyes look funny. Uh, you know, whatever, right? And every person, including most of the Conservative Party in my riding, was saying that Stephen Harper was a dud. Six months later, he's sworn in as prime minister. So campaigns do matter. And, uh, you know, it, it's it, it's a bit of a, to my mind, uh, we just don't know the future. So let's just work hard. Yeah, very true. Very well said. Jeez, you. you should run for office. I've <laughs> <laughs> been there, done that. Oh, okay, okay. Melissa, thanks so much for your time today. We wish you all the best, and uh, I'm sure we'll be uh, following along in, uh, whenever this election is called. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Excellent conversation and definitely uh, someone to be on the lookout for. i got to be honest, I, I didn't know a lot about her. Um, wasn't really familiar with her name, but I, I thought she did uh, an excellent job. So Yeah, and she's very thoughtful. Uh, again, I, I give her props for, you know, not just going to the talking points. Uh, I think she wanted to get some messages out. There's no question about it. Oh, yeah. But, but uh, you know, we were we were dealing with the, the real person, not just a facade. Yeah, she was, about a, she was about a five on the Leche meter. So that's how I kind of gauge people, right? So That's how you gauge. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish he would come back. You got to get Stephen Leche back on. We got to give him a chance okay. to like. Okay, yeah. I'm not, I'd say this with all due respect. Which usually means you're not respect, but I, I admit we I am, love all of our guests. I I say this with, I guess, humor in 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 tow that uh, we want him to come back on to see if he's human. No, <laughs> it's, yeah, you know that's that's what yeah. they used to say about Al Gore, amazingly yeah. lifelike. Yeah, so yeah, so I uh, always I always give uh, Pacini a hard time too about you got to get Lecce back on here. Because I know he's friends with. I'd uh, love to get Stephen back on. He's a good friend of mine, put, and uh, he's doing a great job as uh, education minister. I'm sure. 
put the uh put the invite out yeah and if uh if you're listening um, oh maybe this will be dated by then by the time this airs but send the kids back to school open the schools doug ford yes it's time it's time it's time so anyway uh yeah, I don't know what else to say. Uh, check well, out Looney, wanna... Looney Politics. Yes. Uh, LooneyPolitics.com. Use our code podcast for 50% off your annual subscription. It's a savings of $35. And you can get access to exclusive content, videos, articles, and, of course, our podcast. Podcasts that you won't hear anywhere else. Like We have our regular ones on all the regular platforms. We do an exclusive one for Looney Politics. So make sure you check that out, LooneyPolitics.com. And we want to thank our regular sponsors, including our presenting sponsor, John Mutton and MunicipalSolutions.ca. They do a great job uh, for all of your municipal solutions need. Uh, Chris and the gang at Polytrack.com. For all you GR pros out there, they're the place to be. And our newest sponsor, Magnify with an I.io for that crisp, clear, secure video collaboration. One thing I did want to, I did want to mention, Tony, that uh, has been getting a lot of attention uh, quickly before we leave, and maybe maybe we can't talk about it so quick, but the one MP, Will Amos, who has gotten himself into a little bit of hot water um, for some situations on camera during, uh, they weren't public meetings, but meetings within the House, um, and he's a liberal MP. He's now kind of pulled back. He's going to seek help, according to a, a statement. But one thing I, I did want to throw out, and I don't know your thoughts, but, you know, I believe that, like, I mean, if if he needs help, he needs to get help. And I don't know why as conservatives, I noticed, I think it was Karen Vecchio was point, like, why are we talking about it? Like, leave the guy alone. Like I get like people make mistakes. I've made mistakes. I just, I just hate how we put that stuff out there. I really do. Yeah. A couple people asked me for my opinion on it. And I said, I hope, I think he needs some help and I hope he gets it. And, and, uh, you know, he's a human being. And, uh, uh, if, if your poop don't stink, then maybe you, you have a right to say something, but, uh, uh, somebody way more important than me said, uh, he who has not sinned may cast the first stone. So, yeah. And I, and I just, it just really, I really bugs me that we're even like, as a part, like I would just let that go. Like if, or, or if it's something to be dealt with internally, doesn't need to be put on Twitter, doesn't need to be put out in the social media world. Obviously media is going to do something about it, but you know what, as other parties like jug Mead, I thought his answer was great. I hope he gets the help he needs. Like, you know, and that was it. End of yeah. story, right? Whereas we're kind of like going on about it speaks volumes about what's going on within the Liberal Party. <laughs> like, no, and and I I remember when Rob Ford was going through his uh, terrible time and uh, obviously a very troubled person uh, when he was mayor of Toronto. And again, you know, the the media don't care. They they stick a mic in my face and say, you you know, you know, yeah. what do you, what do you think about Rob Ford? And I just said he's made some mistakes, and I hope he gets some help. Yeah, and I and I I was I was a huge supporter of Rob Ford, and for one reason only was that I struggled with my own addictions. I've been so I think I've said this before, but I've been sober for uh, 16, 15 years now. Two thousand six was my last drink. I struggled with alcohol mightily, um, and I knew to a degree what Rob was going through, yeah. and I know how difficult it is. Yeah, and I'm not saying there isn't consequences for your actions because there are. But at the same time, people don't understand if you've never been through it. 
and it can happen to anyone uh, and 100 you, you would want people around you to support you so i just uh anyway that i just wanted to talk about that because i do hope that guy i don't know i don't know anything about that liberal mp but i hope he gets the help he needs and i hope he comes back stronger than ever and does well in life that's, exactly that's all. so that's 100 agree with you all right tony we'll do this again in seven days we'll talk soon you betcha